0: Welcome to the Student of the Game Fire Podcast with your host, Danny B. Today's guest is Tara Cornette, U.S. Navy veteran, founder, and CEO for Flame Natural Decon. Flame Decon products are made to remove PFAS, VOCs, soot, metals, mold, combustion gases, pesticides, diesel particulates, and particulates from cleaning supplies, and many other carcinogenic materials. Tara is what I call a certified badass. She had an idea in which she put forth all her effort in deep diving the research, investing her time with focus, drive, and her own money, and created a product for firefighters for the betterment of the service. Tara has skin in the game as well, as her brother is a firefighter in San Diego. With that, I present Miss Tara Cornet.
1: Hi, I'm Tara. I'm the founder of Flame Natural G-Con. I am a Navy veteran and my brother is actually a firefighter. Um, how I got into the, the military was um, after 9-11, I saw the first ships coming back um, from service overseas and it just was, it was a calling for me to be part of that mission. Um, so I joined the military then and really just the brotherhood and camaraderie of the military. Um, once you're in that, I think you guys know that that's something that you just, you can't Give up, you don't want to get away from that. That culture is something that we all just thrive on. Um, so I think that it's really led me through my career of service, um, in the military and then with the military and now with the fire service.
0: Okay, um, if I can ask, uh, what did you do before the navy?
1: Um, so before the navy, um, when I first got out of high school, I got my esthetician license, so I'm okay. still a Hold my license as an <laughs> esthetician in California, um, to, for the discounts basically.
0: <laughs> okay. But okay. I um
1: I was an esthetician for a while and actually opened my own small day spa um when I was young, um and shut that down before going to the military.
0: Okay. All right. So like like a lot of individuals, nine eleven occurred and a lot of people just had that sense of like a calling, like I'm I'm going to go do this. So. Out of yeah. all the aspects of, um, armed forces, why the Navy?
1: Um, I really looked at all of them and it just seemed like the best fit for my personality really. Um, okay. yeah. So,
0: okay. And if I can ask in, uh, what, uh, what was your, I guess, I guess I could say role.
1: Yeah. So when I was active duty, um, I was public affairs. Um, so I was active duty with public affairs. After I got out, I actually worked for the VA, um, processing disability claims. And then, um, I worked for the Marine Corps as a family readiness officer and then the army doing public relations. Um, so after all of that, I can say, if I were to go back and do it again and like, look at all the branches again, um, I'd actually probably go Marine Corps or army instead of Navy, but you know my career has led me here so <laughs> right,
0: right i mean every, everything happens for a reason i mean totally. you know, there's, there's no no reason to uh to, to look back on it. i'm sure it was a heck of an experience going through that
1: absolutely yeah absolutely right.
0: okay um did that require you to have to go through like a boot camp or anything like that
1: yeah absolutely um okay. all branches go through boot camp so i went to um navy boot camp is um in chicago now is their only facility um, so I went there. Um, I was born and raised in San Diego. So 70 and sunny every day, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, Chicago's a little different.
1: And I get to Chicago January 5th.
0: <laughs>
1: ah. Yeah. Yeah. It was an experience. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so my next question for you is you, you do your, you do your, your Naval career, you get out what's next. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, So after, um, like I said, after being in the Navy, um, worked for the VA and then the Marine Corps and the Army. Um, And after that, um, I, so after working for the Army, I decided I then wanted to have my own PR agency um, after working in public affairs and public relations for so long. I mean, I've been in it um, 16, 17 years at that point. And so I launched my own PR agency and just realized that like my heart wasn't in it just basically helping other businesses make money. My end goal can't be making money, right? Like I have to, I have to be working for the greater good. Um, so when my mom retired, she actually wanted to start a gear and gifts company for firefighters. Um, and wanted my help with that. So I helped her with that while I was, um, still kind of starting up this public relations firm. Um, And about six months into that, she decided that she wanted to be fully retired. Um, So when she did that, again, I I just, in my heart, I need to be working for the greater good. Um, I changed our mission to firefighter wellness um, because at that point I had learned so much about the fire service and the cancer risks as well as mental health issues that are dealt with. Um, so I, I really, I w- I just wanted to serve that purpose. Um, so with that, I was looking into all of the different products that we would need to bring in to fulfill that mission, um, different decon products, different mental health books. I mean, you name it, different organizations that we could work with. Um, and I realized that there were all kinds of things out there for firefighters um, to decon gear apparatus station. I mean, you name it, there's, mm-hmm. there's a product out there to, right. to decon your stuff. Right? right. Right. But who's the one that gets cancer? The firefighter oh, themselves.
0: Right. right. So
1: we're so we're going to decon everything else and then leave carcinogens on the firefighter. It did not add up. I couldn't believe that there wasn't something out there specifically developed to remove these carcinogens. Um, so started doing the research into, um, is regular soap doing the job? No, it's not. It's leaving carcinogens on the skin. So then dug into what would, what do you need to remove these carcinogens? Right. Um, and realized that activated charcoal was great to do that, but you have to do it in a certain way. I learned a ton about activated charcoal, um, And that you have to do it as a certain way to make products that are truly effective for you guys. And when I realized exactly how I needed to do that, um, it just became this greater calling. It became something that I couldn't not do. Um, I am absolutely passionate about what I do. And it was just something that just propelled me forward to, to do this and really put everything into it. I mean my, all my time, my life savings, everything else, but it's, it's for a a purpose that I truly believe in.
0: Okay. All right. And I don't want you to divulge any secrets or, or whatnot, but you have the idea, you do the research. How do you find like someone to make it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how does that process work? Cause I mean, that's a great idea, but it's like, who do you go to, to go, Hey, this is my idea. How, what can we do? Like, like, how do you make the product?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, I'll, I'll get nerdy on you and tell you exactly uh, that's like, fine. how the activated charcoal works and then okay. how, how it, I made it then and how it's made now. Right. So, um, so basically like I was saying, you have to do, you have to make sure that you're using it properly to, um, to decon firefighters. Um, So when it comes to activated charcoal, you've got all different kinds, right? You've got, um, they're derived from different natural things like coconut shells, peat, peanut shells, hardwood. I mean, you name it. There's so many different activated charcoals out there. Um, And what we have to really look at when we're, when we're looking at activated charcoal. is that we have to look at the pore size and every different type has a different pore size Um, because basically to remove a carcinogen, with activated charcoal, you have to take that carcinogen and fit it into the pore of the activated charcoal so that it'll wash it away. So basically the activated charcoal acts like, kind of like a sponge in a magnet. So if that hole is the right size, once you get close to the carcinogen, it's gonna draw it in and then wash it away. But if your pores are too small, your carcinogen is just gonna go right around it and stay on the skin. If they're too large, they're gonna, it's gonna go right through it and stay on the skin. So if you're only using one type of activated charcoal with one, with, with a certain size or certain size range of pores, you're going to be leaving a lot of that on the skin. So, um, let's take, um, like coconut activated charcoal, for example, has super, super small pores in it, and that'll remove everything under two microns. And, um, to put that into perspective, that's odors, gases, colors, stuff like that. If you take a carcinogen like soot that has everything from 0.01 to a thousand microns in size on it. If you're only removing under two microns with that coconut activated charcoal, you're leaving the rest of that on the skin. Mm -hmm. So I've got four different types of activated charcoal in our proprietary blend. And that's where the secrets stay with me, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, That remove all sizes of carcinogens from your skin to make sure that it is... it's removing everything and you're truly clean after you use our products. So I did that research and realized exactly how that works. Came up with the proprietary blend that is specifically for firefighters and what you guys come into, like are, are exposed to. Right. right? Um, and then I took that to scientists that developed these formulas and I said, Hey, is my research right? First look at my research and make sure that I haven't f things up here. Um I'm no scientist, right?
0: Mm-hmm, right, right.
1: So they did and they're like, yeah, absolutely, that's how it works and then I worked with them to develop the formulations around it to make sure all of the ingredients are working with the activated charcoal to continue getting you clean um and not clogging the pores or working against what we're doing here.
0: Okay. And so uh, I'm assuming when you when you find the scientists and, and you give them the, the, your information and they confirm, yeah, this is right. And you go, okay, I want to make this product. Do they request payment for that? Like, you, you know?
1: Totally. So um, there are a lot of different manufacturing places out there that come up with these formulations okay. and then they will manufacture them for businesses. Okay. A lot of them want to come up with the formulations, even if it's mostly your idea, and then own the formulation and make it for you because they don't want you to ever be able to go anywhere else. Um, so when I first started this, I worked with a company um, to, to make the formulations um, that one does not own my formulation I brought most of the idea to them, right? Okay. I brought the whole idea to them. They just helped me formulate around it right. um, to make sure that, that it's all done properly. Um, so then at first their manufacturing company did the manufacturing for me um, and then COVID hit and prices mm-hmm. went up mm-hmm. and I put it, I was going to put in an order for um, our next batch and they increased my prices by 50, five, zero percent. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. like, like everything yeah. else since after COVID is just gone up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, yeah. 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 when, when some things had gone up in price that I looked at it maybe 10, 15%, not 50, not 50%. Percent. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I literally emailed them and I was like, you've got to be kidding. Like one, I'm working with firefighters here. I, I, I was aiming to have a product that's affordable for them to begin with. I am I can't raise prices on them. Like this needs to be something that they can buy because it's important for their health, right? Mm-hmm. Like I can't um so at that point I was faced with what do I do? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Um so I actually went and um I was considering um I had moved to Colorado a couple of years before that. I was considering buying a house anyway. Um, so I went out and bought a house where I could have a manufacturing facility as part of my property. Um, so I went out specifically looking for that type of property, um, bought a house that had a space that I could create a lab, created a lab. So we have a lab in house Mm -hmm. (laughs) on my property here. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, um, and then it was, it was learning how to do this myself, right? Okay. Learning how to actually formulate everything myself, which is a challenge. It's so, so intimidating to do that. Um, especially when you've had a manufacturing facility doing it. Um, but these formulations were my own. I had the, the formulations. I had the instructions on how to, how to mix them. Um, So I took the leap and did it and bought all the equipment that I need and taught myself to formulate our products. And I have been formulating our products for two and a half years now, doing everything myself.
0: No staff, just you.
1: Just me doing formulation. I have a few people now that I brought on a few months ago doing um, some sales now. And then I have somebody who helps me schedule some social media stuff, but otherwise I do everything in the business, including making the product.
0: Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, uh, I can say you're like the first person I know, like I know business owners, but you are the first person that I can say that I know that actually creates the product themselves. Like that's wild.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, ah. it does get a little wild.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, that,
1: keeping it yeah. quality and the quality control is so important to me. Right, right. Like, I wasn't going to cheapen the ingredients to do it. I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like my brother is a firefighter. Your guys' risk of cancer is too high to gamble that. Right. So here we are.
0: <laughs> wow. No, that's, that's, um, yeah. So how much, how much product are you able to like create and then ship out with, with you doing it yourself?
1: Yeah, totally. So it just, um, it just. I mean, it depends on the month and the orders. At this point, whatever's come in, I have put my nose to the grindstone and gotten done.
0: <laughs> right, right. At some
1: point, I will have to bring in staff to the lab to help me. Okay. i am um, be really picky about that process, though.
0: No, I, I understood. I mean, like you said, yeah. quality control. I mean, yeah, you don't you don't want somebody to come in there and water down your formulations, or you know, when they're doing it, they're like, "Oh, I'm kind of tired. I'm gonna skip this one step." Nobody will ever know. Like, I, I totally understand because it's your name, it's your product behind.
1: it. It's my baby. Yeah, right. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Yep. Okay. Okay. And, and I'm assuming with with it being you, you've put in all the the time and definitely the funds to, to get this going. Correct.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The amount of, of money this has taken to get to this point. Um, I, and I, I purposely not had investors, anything like that. I don't want anybody else having again, that say or control. Mm -hmm. Um, so I put over 200,000 of my own money into it. Um, and last year I finally started paying myself and I pay myself, um, a minimal amount of what comes in just a percentage of what comes in um so i made seventeen thousand dollars last year <laughs>
0: that's uh
1: but that's uh yeah that's what it takes to to do something that's for a purpose right like right i'm not here to get rich would it be nice for it to actually pay my bills someday yeah
0: i'm sure yeah um, i mean that's the if anyone anyone would be lying to themselves if if, if they didn't want that because i mean that's the american dream
1: absolutely Absolutely. Um, but it's important to me to be so authentic with this through and through, um, and have it be something that's, that's first and foremost, something to help firefighters.
0: Okay. Um, have, have you ever tried, um, the fire department, like getting into it or no?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, we're in, um, over 80 fire departments, uh, nationwide, um, and then have distributors in Australia and Chile.
0: Okay. Okay. Um. Oh no! Wait. All right. No, that's fine. I I think you misunderstood my question. Have Have you personally ever thought of getting into the fire service? Or no?
1: oh, so <laughs> I've actually had the opportunity out. Um, Eckert fire tactics, taking it to the streets. Uh huh. Um, my buddy Rob Ridley with National Fire Radio has come down there. Um and. Um, the Eckert fire tactics guy and Rob have brought me into the burn building a couple of times when they've been burning. And it's one of those things that like some firefighters will be like, maybe I should have joined the military instead. And when I do that, I'm like, maybe I should have been a firefighter instead.
0: Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> um, okay. It just,
1: it's like, it lights that like, this is really freaking cool in you. Right. Right. Um, hard work. Oh, you guys put in work. Um, but yeah, absolutely. So I can't though, I have a g- degenerative hip condition, um, that I actually found out when I was in the military, I got done running a PFT and all of a sudden I couldn't walk. There was so much pain in my hips that I, I couldn't walk. Um, so I can't have that happen mid fire and right. be the mayday girl. Cause I can't walk. Right. Understood.
0: Understood. <laughs> yeah. Understood. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But well, what I like, it. what I like even more is the fact that you yourself, you're making a product for firefighters, but you've also been in a live burn to experience the heat, uh, the smoke conditions and, and everything else. Because, you know, so many people will make products for whatever the case may be, but have never truly like been in that line of work. You know, they, they're just making the products and they know they're making it for X, Y and Z, but they've never actually been in that situation.
1: Absolutely. And truly I've gotten to do it twice, and every time I walk away just with new knowledge of what you guys do, and its I get that it's just a small piece of it, but every time it just gives me so much more perspective, you know?
0: Okay. No, I, like I said, I, I appreciate it because, you know, we have, you know, I, I mean, I had to say, but we have some some, some posers out there who say, yeah. I'm, I'm all for police, but they've never done a ride along with police or fire or, or whatever field it is to actually see the individual work or know what it's like. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. I actually got to, um, do a ride along with my brother. Um, not last time I was in San Diego, but the time before, um, and one, it was so cool just to see him in his element working. Right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but even that just brought this perspective of that day. I learned like just something that I hadn't thought of before. Um, you guys going into strangers houses all the time right right when they're right. at their worst moments mm-hmm. whether you know whether they're truly at their worst moments whether it's the, their worst moment for them um they're in distress right. and just going into a stranger's home all the time um it's just a it, you've got to be in a different mindset yeah i yeah. mean
0: you know with everything going on and with police getting so much scrutiny the fire department is to me the only agency that a stranger will welcome you into their home when there's an emergency. You know, it's like, yeah. And that's the thing about the job. There's not like, it's not like a set schedule. You know, you go to house A, it's different from house B, you can go from McMansions to small apartments, uh, seeing people living in poverty, poverty, seeing people living like a great life. and And that's the thing you can't, Distinguish the clientele. You treat one the same as the other, regardless of income, class, race. You know, all that. So,
1: yeah. It's, it, yeah, it's an
0: experience for sure.
1: Absolutely, I'll bet, and and I'll bet that that is something that it takes takes some guys some just some learning um, how to treat the bum the same as the guy that makes a hundred million dollars. Right. You know, and. Um, to some people they give more respect to the bum, and to some people they give re- more respect to the hundred million dollar guy coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to learn to balance that out. That's right. interesting. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. So once you get everything formulated, you're making the product. How how did it get introduced? Like who was the first fire department you you went to? And how did you because you know, fire departments get all kinds of um individuals that come in, Hey, we got this new tool or we got this new, whatever the case may be, we want to show it to your members. And, you know, most fire department's like, uh, you know, sketchy. So like, how did you get your foot in the door for that first department to go? Sure. Yeah, we'll try it.
1: So I actually, I took, I think a different approach than most businesses. I know the product speaks for itself, right? Like, most of the time, guys, when they first hear of it, they're like, yeah, sure. Some some snake oil." like, right? Yeah, I've right. used a million things before. This isn't going to work. And then they use it and they're like, oh, wow, this works, right?
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> so the approach that I took to that was, um, I'm not going to go to firefighters or fire departments at first. I'm not going to go be the cheesy sales lady that tries to push this on them that they're not going to believe anyway. Okay. So for the first, what, four years? Um, started everything in 2019, sold the first product in 2020. um, And until just a few months ago, I didn't have any salespeople and I was not doing sales outreach to departments. Um, I was getting our products into hands of individual firefighters who were then going to their departments and saying, we need this. So really, to this point, the majority of the departments we have have reached out to me because their firefighters have said, we need this.
0: Nice. Yeah. That's that's, that's good. No, it yeah. really is because I, I've seen so many salesmen. Hey, is your chief around? Uh, yeah, sure. Who are you? I'm what such you and want? such. Yeah. yeah. And you know, yeah. firemen are always kind of like standoffish. And then if the chief allows them to, all right, we'll get a couple companies in a meeting and then the guy spills the speech and most of the firemen are like, like you said, snake oil, like, okay, whatever. But the approach of you giving it to an individual, they use it, word of mouth gets around and boom, there it goes. And now you have departments reaching out to you, which is awesome. Totally.
1: And I've had, um, I also have some amazing friends and partners in this that like just networking and making friends with, Firefighters who are teaching other firefighters, um, different small businesses who are fire owned. Um, Mm. we all support each other and, and these guys use the products and they believe in it as well. So then they share the message as well. Uh, It's really, it's, it's a community effort. It's not, I would be a terrible salesperson. I mean, (laughs) I'm fine one-on-one like this, but like, I, I would be a terrible salesperson. So I I don't even try. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Oh,
0: I like the humility. Um do, do you package it all yourself too?
1: Yep. Yeah. I've got uh, filling machines down there that uh-huh. yeah. Packages yeah. all myself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right.
1: So um, so it's close enough to it um coming out too. This is our next one. Okay. Comes out. Oh, the a, I mean that's
0: a good one. That's a good yep. one.
1: With with a pump. Uh-huh. Yep. So we'll finally have a hand soap that can be by the sinks in the kitchen and the bathroom. Um, so you can wash your hands before you eat, before and after you use the bathroom, so that you're not ingesting the carcinogens, transferring to the other areas of the body, right?
0: Right. Because yeah, when you said that, I automatically think of now, granted, my department, we we, we don't burn a lot. And, and I know that sounds bad, but most firemen want to go to fires. But when we do and we get back... We decon, we go take a shower, even after showering and washing your hands. When I I, I scrub and stuff, I can like put my hands toward my nose and you can still smell the smoke underneath your hands. Oh, you know what I mean? Like you still, no matter how hard you scrub your hair and all that, like you can still somewhat smell that barbecue flavor. Yeah. So it's, it's really good that, because I mean, Unless you vigorously, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know the proper way, but most like people a little want... nail brush. Right, right. Like when you <laughs> yeah. take a shower, you wash yourself. I mean, fire, firemen have like, I, I don't want, you know, we have kind of like a timeline where we're out of service. We need to quickly shower, get our stuff back in service and whatnot, but it would be great to have a product that when you do scrub your, your, your nails and wash your hair and you get done, you still don't have that lingering barbecue smell.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's, yeah. Yeah our shampoo and body wash and hand soap and bar soap. Okay. Take away the odors, take away all the carcinogens. Cause if you can still smell it on Mm -hmm. yourself, the carcinogens are still there.
0: Right. Right. right? No, no, you're right. You're right. Now I'm assuming, did you formulate the hand soap yourself as well? Yep. Ah, Okay. Okay. (laughs) Um, Do your products have different like, uh, fragrances or are they all the same?
1: Yeah. So our OG products, um, the shampoo and body wash, the bar soap and the hand soap all have the same fragrance. Um, and then I do, um, seasonal soap bundles where I partner up with different fire businesses, fire, small businesses, or nonprofits, fire organizations, um, where we use their image or logo, on the, the um, label and then they get a sticker with it and then whatever scent they want with it. And a dollar from each bar that's sold goes to a nonprofit. So those are each different scents every month um, or every okay. quarter uh, so that there's different scent options too.
0: Okay. All right. Um, with all your research, can you explain how the toxins become trapped on our bodies if proper decon doesn't take place just for, The, unfortunately, you know, we have, we probably still have the individuals out there that think it's cool to rock, like what they call the salty helmet, or when they get done, you see them like wiping their face off and they have all the soot. Like, can you just explain the process of of how it, it is important to remove those toxins off your skin?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I think first you, you get exposed at a fire, right? But you're also exposed at the station, Diesel off-gassing, tracing carcinogens mm-hmm. back from the fire, bringing them into the firehouse. Um, also, your gear. Now we know that your turnouts are sloughing off these PFAS that are mm-hmm. easy to absorb, ingest, all of that stuff, right? Right. Um, so, so they're present all the time. So you should be deconning anytime you're on shift and anytime after a fire call. Um, washing your hands before you eat, um, before and after you go to the bathroom. So when you are exposed though, and they get on your skin, um, your skin's the largest organ in your body. So it is constantly absorbing. It's living, breathing tissue. That's constantly absorbing whatever you put on it. That's why, I mean, most guys aren't going to relate with this, but I think that they're going to know what I'm talking about. Birth control patches or smoking patches. Why they work is because they're absorbing through the skin, right? Right. Right. that shows you how absorb how absorbent your skin is. So if you're leaving those carcinogens on your skin they're just going to continue to absorb. With that though, I I wanted to dispel a myth because there are um, there are people out there that think that when you decon you should take a really hot shower, there are people that think you should take a really cold shower and neither of those is correct. You should actually take like a lukewarm tepid shower. Because if you're showering with a super hot shower, you already have those carcinogens on your pores, right? Or on your skin. And your pores are sitting where they are at the room temperature that you're in right now with those carcinogens sitting in the pores. If you take a hot shower, it's going to open those pores up, allowing your your body to to, uh, quickly absorb those carcinogens, right? So if you hop in the shower and heat your body up, it's going to be absorbing carcinogens, absorbing carcinogens, absorbing before you can get the flame on there to pull it off and wash it away. On the flip side, if you take a cold shower and those carcinogens are sitting in the pores, you're going to shock those pores down. They're going to close and mm-hmm. they're going to trap those carcinogens in the pores. So then when you're, when you're using your flame, it's just going to get off whatever's over those pores and right. not draw out the carcinogens from the pores. So if you can take that tepid lukewarm shower and just let flame do its job and pull those carcinogens out of the pores and wash them away, that's really your best bet.
0: Okay. Lukewarm water is the key. Yep. Okay. I I can say I've never taken like a hot shower and I don't, I, I don't do cool showers unless I just got them like working out or something. So I've at least been doing that right on, on the water temperature.
1: Good, good, good. And, um, And that's why, I mean, most people are taking comfortable showers anyway. Right. Um, So that's why I tell people just swap out what you're using now with flame and you're probably going to be fine unless you're taking cold showers or taking hot, hot showers. Right. Um, Do what you're doing and you're going to be okay.
0: (laughs) Okay. 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 Now you also create products, not just for the fire service, correct?
1: Yeah. So um, I created these products for the fire service, but knowing that they're, they have an application in so many different industries. Right. Okay,
0: right. Right.
1: Being a veteran, I know, and, and being working in and for the military for so many years, I've seen so many different jobs that are constantly exposed to carcinogens. Um, They've actually recently done studies on pilots and guys who work on flight lines, that they're at a higher risk of cancer too. And we just know logically that there are so many other um industries that are exposed to carcinogens and likely at a higher risk. Certainly firefighters are a much higher risk than anybody else. Um, just because you're burning all of that and going right into it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are certainly all kinds of other industries that could use the products.
0: Okay. All right. Um, how far are you, are you trying to get flame actually? Well, before I ask that question, I wanted to, I wanted to know too, how did you come up with the name flame decon?
1: Yeah. So I wanted something connected to the fire service, but that would transfer to other industries Okay. that they're not going to look at and say, Oh no, that's just for firefighters. Right. Right. And um, so I think that eventually that, that will transfer to other industries as that outreach is done. Um, but yeah, so it was just brainstorming session came up with the name and it, it literally, the night I came up with the idea for the products came up with the name and it just stuck.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I like it. I mean, cause it's one of those things where you, were you nervous at all? Because like you hear, you hear like success stories of, of individuals who, who have an idea and they, they put everything on the line, their savings, their time, their effort, their energy. And, you know, some make it and unfortunately some don't. So what would you say to an individual out there who has and it doesn't have to be uh, the same type of category that that your that your company does, but what would you say to others that that have an idea but are like shy on pulling the trigger on 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 going ahead with it?
1: Yeah, execution is about consistency. You have to be consistent with consistent and passionate about it because if you're not passionate about it you're just going to walk away from it um cuz you don't love it it's right. not it's not serving a purpose within you right mm-hmm. um but then to actually follow through and get it to be um anywhere near successful you have to be consistent it has to be something that you want and that you work on um it, it, It's not about who's the smartest in the room. It's who's willing to put in the work.
0: I I like the nugget there. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Okay. Um, Where do you see Flame Decon or where would you like to see Flame Decon in like the next five years or so?
1: In every firehouse in America. I just, this is where my passion is. This is where my heart is. I'm going to continue working to get flame into the hands of firefighters to reduce the risk of getting cancer before I go to other industries. Right. Like I want you guys to be safer and healthier.
0: Okay. All right. And so do you, uh, do you travel to like different conferences like FDIC is coming up? Do you, I'm sure you go there and set up shop, have your booth and, and, and talk to individuals.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm going to, five or six conferences this year. Okay. Um, first one will be key city um, fire conference in Frederick, Maryland, and okay. then taking it to the streets, Eckert fire tactics, then FDIC. Um, and then I have got great lakes hot in Michigan and then women in fire in San Diego. Okay. But yeah, I go, go set up and talk to people. And um, at some of them, um, I, So when it's, when it's the smaller conferences and Mm -hmm. they're doing hot, I make sure that every guy there has one of our single use packs to use after the hot. Okay.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and then at bigger ones like FDIC, we've got our booth set up. Um, and I've got, um, guys giving out, um, stickers and some single use packs. And then I'm there to give out information and talk to people and network. And yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, everything that you do, I mean, nothing comes easy. I'm sure it it, it is a lot of work. Have you yeah. had any? Um, I don't want to say like success success stories, but have you ever had like an individual come to you and and say, "Hey, like I was skeptic at first, like like a baby wipe. I'm a grown man. I'm not going to use a baby wipe, but like truly, like thank you because this product is amazing, and and, th- and things of that nature."
1: I feel really blessed, and that happens all the time, all the time. I get DMs. I got a DM yesterday from somebody, you know, hey, just want to let you know that me and my guys use this. We keep one in the shower at the firehouse at all times. Um, just wanted to say thank you. Um, even just simple messages like that. It's, it's amazing. Um, I remember the first one of those that I got um, after I first launched. Um, I remember getting it was a review on the website, right? Like a product review. Okay. Um, and I remember getting the email about it and reading it in that email. And I literally just like, I, it was first thing in the morning and I jumped out of bed. I was like, Oh my God, they love it. Thank God.
0: <laughs> like, yeah.
1: that, it is, it's super scary to right. put something out there right. and not know. Um, you know, the science is there, you know that it works, but like, is the fire service that a whole going to love this? Right. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I feel really blessed in that, that they do.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. like you mentioned Eckert fire tactics, it helps when, when you have like, what I would call like heavy hitters of the fire service are like, Hey, Use this like they're 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 trying to get the word out there because you know back in the day it was it was cool I mean I cause I, I'll be upfront like back in the day when I started the fire service I didn't wash my gear because I was like no I like that that barbecue smell I like the little stuff on my helmet you know the salty look yeah but you look back on it now and you're like man that was it's dumb you know yeah. but like the fact that you have solid firemen trying to preach the word of hey wash your gear. Uh, take a shower, decon yourself on the fire season. You have fire departments that have it instilled that uh, procedure or guideline now w- within their department where, like for us, if we get a fire, we take our gear apart, we put them in bags, separate them, and kind of put them in a compartment where they're not in the cab with us. So, like, you know, we, I think fire departments are starting to see that. And of course, with cancer rates, unfortunately, Going up, but at least we're trying to make an effort, and you are trying to make an effort to reduce that number because you know, like like you mentioned earlier, the the PFAS in gear. I knew nothing about that. I was like, "What is that?" So I listened to an interview with a scientist, and he explained what PFAS is. But PFAS is not only in gear; it's it's in everywhere. He's like, "Yeah, it's in water. It's in certain foods." But you know. I'm sure gear manufacturers are trying to make it right, but it's going to take a while to get PFAS free gear out to departments across the country.
1: It absolutely is. And it's going to take, it's taking them a while to come out with PFAS free gear period at all to make sure to figure out how to do this so that it keeps you guys safe and has that moisture barrier. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, and then once they're able to do that, then it's manufacturing those and getting your current gear out of service because it's only fire departments that can afford to throw away
0: gear (laughs) exactly, and
1: get all new gear, right? Who are going to be able to do this right away. Right. Um, And it's, it's very frustrating and heartbreaking to think about how many years this was hidden from you guys. Yeah.
0: That, that's the part that, like, I've listened to other people talk about it. And it's like, they knew. They you know? knew. They knew. They were just like, eh, well, you know. And it's just like, man, like, that's a that's a slap to, slap to the face, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because their whole front is that we're making this gear to protect you. Right. But you know that you have stuff in there that is causing cancer. Right. And you're not at least saying so that so that we can take the proper steps to reduce the risk, right? Right. Because had you guys known that, then you would have been doing things like wet wiping things down. So all that dust from the PFAS wasn't getting everywhere to inhale it. You Mm -hmm. would have been washing your hands. Anytime you touch your gear, you would have been taking the proper steps to make sure that you're reducing your risk or at least have that option. They didn't give you that option.
0: No, no. And, and, and like I said, you, you definitely have a a direct tie with it with your brother being on the job and i am he's in san diego
1: he is yep
0: okay how long has he been on there
1: so he was with cal fire for eight or ten years and now he's been with san diego for five
0: okay okay so i mean yeah you, you definitely have you definitely have the word i'm looking for it's in my head you have uh skin in the game
1: Skin yeah, in the game absolutely. because I yeah.
0: mean your brother is is on the front lines. He does what most a majority of firemen do. You know, he has to wear that gear. He has to decon and San Diego sees a fair share of work. And San Diego is a huge department as well.
1: Absolutely. And my brother and I are close. I love my brother. And we um, we lost our dad when we were too young to lose a parent. Um, he was 21. I was 25 when I was active duty. Um, our dad dropped out of a heart attack when he was at work. So we know very personally what it's like to lose a parent too young, right? Right. And I can't have that happen to him. He, he's got two kids now. They're little. Um, I need him to be around for his babies, you know?
0: Right, right. No, I mean, like, like I said, that's, that's, that's awesome what you're doing. I, like I said, I, I am completely mind blown that you do it all. It's a it's a it's a one female show, and I mean, of course, you you said you're starting to expand a little bit, but I've never met an individual that has actually sat down, worked the science, create create created the formula, put it all together, packaging it, and you're doing it at your residence. It's like thank that's you. that's yeah. that's awesome. Truly yeah, is thank awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, um, is there is there anything you want to say to? to individuals out there who, like I said, because we still have individuals who will just probably shrug this off or like, Oh, you know, I could just use regular soap or I, uh, you know, I'll take a shower whenever I feel like instead of taking a shower immediately, I, even though we have science and data to back it up, we still have people that go against the grain.
1: I, I really think that they, um, they need to take a good look at and sit down with themselves and think about their reason. Why, why are you here? Why do you walk this earth? do you still want to be here for that? I mean, it sounds dark,
0: right? Right.
1: But it is. Yeah. Cancer and death is dark. Um, And whether there's solutions out there and steps that you can take to reduce that risk. um, I think it's foolish to shrug it off.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it makes sense. It does. It does. If, uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of you, this is what I call the shameless plug, which most <laughs> firemen know about flame decon, but in case some, some of them don't, because, you know, fire service is a big industry. Some people might not know. Um, this is where I like, like I said, I, you can talk about your, your business, how people can reach out different products that you offer things of that nature.
1: For sure. So, um, our website, um, main source for getting products and finding out more information is flamedecon.com. Um, all of our social channels, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, LinkedIn or at Flame Decon. Um yeah. And then my email is tara at flame for anybody who wants to reach out directly with questions. All
0: right, awesome. Um, and like I said, yeah. uh, Tara, I, I I truly appreciate you coming on. Uh, this was this is this is a little different than my other episodes, but it directly correlates to the my audience, the audience that listens, the audience that I have. Um, so, like I said, I reached out because I was like, "Man, you know, it'd be great if I can if I can get her on." Or i, I well, I will actually be honest. I didn't know, like it's you know, when you responded back, you're like, "This is Tara." I was like, "Oh, okay, Tara, cool." <laughs> like I don't know who I was gonna get. So, <laughs> yeah. but to hear. Pretty much, you are a one-woman show. You're you're doing it. I I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you you took your time, your energy, uh, your funds to invest in a product that I think is doing really good things for the fire service, and the fact thank that you. you carved out some time out of I'm sure your busy schedule to 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 come on and talk about this. So I I truly thank you.
1: No, thank you. I really appreciate it. And just like I said, this is this is how flame decon grows. Is firefighters who use it and then want to share it. So I appreciate you. Thanks,
0: you no, no, thank you. Thank you very much. And hopefully you have a good day. Thanks, you too. If any of the listeners out there are or know of a great firefighter who embodies the principles of being a great communicator, goal-oriented, hardworking, humble, passionate, and professional, regardless of rank, career, or volunteer, contact me at student of studentofthegamefirepodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, stay focused, stay committed, and stay safe.